This week, we can't believe how wrong we were about the crab feeder sticking around for a few episodes. We also reminisce about how we've been the drunkest at a party many a time. And please join us as we hunt through the Kingswood for the mystical and elusive Gareth. It is said that finding him brings great favour and wealth upon your house from gods both old and new. Yes, welcome to Bastards and Broken Things. I just like your little pause and then just look at us for approval. Yes, hello. This week I'm joined by my fellow lords and ladies. Returning this week, Lady Baron. Hello. Greetings. Ah, greetings is quite a, a Star Trek sort of introduction. Okay. Um, you know? Good morrow to thee. Yeah, That's much more better. I don't know. I'm not a Star Trek fan, but surely if they if they're going to planets. And greetings is what they're hearing from these bizarre aliens from across the universe. That's yeah. that's terrible, isn't it? That's what happens. That's just what they're saying, I guess. Mm, that's what happens. That, that 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 angry, uh, sort of disappointed voice is, of course, Bronze John, who is here. Hello, Bronze John. Hello, Leonard. Mm, that's, yeah, that's right. And of course, uh, the most <laughs> famous squire in the realm. Uh, pathetic little trusty squire Gareth and cupbearer Gareth. Hello. Mm. All right. Why is he pathetic? I mean, them, why am I here for that? <laughs> Joking. <laughs> whatever. Again, again. Whatever you need to make yourself feel better, you go for it, mate. You're wearing makeup. I'm sure you are, or you've done something to your eyebrows. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm naturally pretty man and it's and i'm tired this is this is what happens Your mm. features stand out more sick and tired the early morning if anyone wants a peek behind the podcasting curtain myself and gareth uh, due to time difference at the moment between the uk and australia get up at 5 a.m uh, to record these uh these podcasts so yes everyone appreciates really. that because it's a lot of effort, so I hope it, all the listeners appreciate it. Yeah, well, like I hope we they do. do as well. I hope they do as well. Oh, so we don't actually know if they do. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> um, John and Lucy, you both all right? Yeah, you both all right? Good. Good mm. mate, yeah, good. Good mate. mate. Good mate. Good mate, yep. Yeah. That's right. the British. How do they speak? How do they speak in this show? I don't know. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> what are you from? Earth kids. Okay. Get on with right. this. Let's get on with yeah, it. Yeah, carry on. Absolutely. Codswallop at the start of this podcast. Okay. Um, as is tradition, um, let's go around this small council and see how many delicious blueberries we'll be feasting on for this episode. I'm going to start this week uh, with Bronze Job. John, please give me your take on episode three. I think this three. is a mistake. Nah, nah, nah. This is, <laughs> this is the order that I've written down, so this is what we're doing. Uh, Bronze John, please give me a take on uh, episode three, second of his name. Uh, I woke up this morning feeling very different about the episode versus yesterday, so I'm glad I've, I've slept on it. 
Um, it's this is a frustrating episode because I think it has quite a lot of what I like in an episode. I think mm-hmm. the split of it was fine in terms of like development um of characters uh, I thought some of the dialogue was pretty good um I quite like when it's just a little bit normal um obviously we're continu- continuing this theme of celebration um and yet I think it was the worst episode of the season so far. Mm. And and I know mm. okay, we're only three episodes in. It's only three. Yeah. Yeah. But um and look, I look, I guess episode three is always a difficult episode because it's experimental stuff. It's on the brink of okay, this is where the this is where the this is where the season's going to go, right? Um it feels a bit like a bit simple a show like yeah everything feels really like obvious Mm. Mm. and 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 some of the acting was shit as well and i was like and then to really like stick the the knife or the spear into the cgi'd yeah uh fella I mean, just if you can't, that took me out of it completely. The CGI of that stag, whatever it was, was awful, awful. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, John. Well, just I don't want to. It's supposed to be a thoughts, bear. That's how bad it was. But uh, <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes here something, John, which I forgot to mention at the start, which was uh, how many of us have seen the Lord of the Rings show? At this time, I've only seen the first episode still. Yeah, I I haven't seen it, but I did listen to your hot take earlier. Um, so uh, look, I mean, I I mean, the the Lord of the Rings has a like a half a billion pound budget. It's got yeah, like mad. an MCU. Too much of anything. Skimming off the top. Um, Give it to charity. That's well. Um. But so I'm not going to compare the two, but it's kind of like I don't know if if I compare the the scene in Game of Thrones season one where they had nowhere near the budget that mm. House of the Dragons got. Very simple scene of like you know the the puppies and the dead stag, and it's uh, I get that they well maybe they don't maybe they don't need to show him kill the stag. I mean there's. A, a big bad in this episode. We don't see him die, so it's like, well, fucking hell. Do, do we need to see this fake, crappy CGI <laughs> animal that moves like no animal you've ever? If that happened in a video game, you'd be like, oh, this is a bit ropey, isn't it? Um, yeah. Also, the, yeah. the sound effects. He's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, you got ow, ow. <laughs> so that's not what a stag sounds like. Just poor, isn't it? Just gather guy in a suit, honestly. Um, yeah, so. I I think I'm going to give this episode a free bloob. Um, okay. So you know it's not look it's not a disaster by any means, but it kind of feels like every beat in this episode, bar um, uh, Viserys, bar him, when he's getting pissed, mm. 
and like yeah. that frustration that he has, his interactions with uh, uh, Lord Strong and the Lannisters. Lannisters, yeah, really good. Like I like it. I I, I like how that you could see the frustrations eating him up a little bit, but you can also tell that you know his naivety. It's it's building towards this thing that is going to cause some serious issues down the line. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward to the end of the episode and this big, like, cool moment for Damon. It just didn't land with me. Like, I sort of watched it and I was a bit like, eh. yeah, I mean, it's all right, but fucking hell, it's not Battle of the Bastards. And I appreciate that they're, it's a different scale. Um, But what what was the other episode in, in season four? Uh, episode four. What, what was that called? Where they get, um, where Dothraki, where they meet the Dothraki in an open field and just get absolutely wiped. Season seven, episode four, Field of Fire. Yeah. We, the Field of Fire battle. Something like but that. Yeah. 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 But okay. So an early episode in the season, something happens at the end of that episode and you're like, whoa. Like, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and it kind of feels like that's what they were going for here. And I watched it and I was like, meh. And and it's worse that he just drags out this crabby shit crab guy. <laughs> he drags him out just half his body. Scuttles like, out. What's, yeah. the symbol, what's the symbolism here? Uh, you know, that it was uh, never uh, about the crab man. Crabs. It's all about his, Damon's character today. There you go. All right. Well, Lucy, take off. Take us off on your thoughts. Um, I thought, I, I see what John is saying. I felt like the start of the episode, I found it quite jarring. I don't understand why nothing can be well lit anymore. Why do I have to not be able to see anything? Um, so it kind of like threw you into the action, but I, I did find that a little bit jarring. I didn't think the sound was great. Maybe it's just my TV, but... No, oh, Gaz said really that. Hear. Gaz said the same thing. hear what Damon thing. was saying. Um, I said the same thing. And, yeah. So that, I wasn't in awe of that because I couldn't really see what was happening. Um, but then I thought, okay, this is... If you've got dragons, you should use them. So it's a bit weak of Viserys to not send help to the Stepstones. And then the kind of jump using the the child as a kind of plot device to show the, the passing of time. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I thought it was quite, again, abrupt. I was like, okay. And I don't know why, but I thought the actress had changed for Alison. And then I sort of realized it hadn't. But I thought, yeah. why have they moved her along? But they haven't moved Rhaenyra along. That All of that was a bit... Um, Leaden, I think it didn't. Yeah, it didn't really work for me too well. But I did think that the uh, episode really kind of the. I just the character of Viserys is is what is making me. Um, it's what's bringing me into the show, and it's what's mm. making me want to commit to it because I just think Paddy Considine, and probably it's the writing as well, but his performance, it just his motivations, his reactions. Um, the emotions, it's all got a, a base of truth to me. I just feel like it's mm. its coming from a place of reality. And I, I think the scene with Rhaenyra at the end, I found very moving. And I was like, why is this making me want to cry? I just, <laughs> you haven't really seen a character like that in Game of Thrones. I mean, Ned was, was similar, but he obviously wasn't quite as naive or, or weak. Um, <clears throat> and that's making me invested in the show. I thought the Damon just not saying a word and going to offer himself as bait. It was pretty cool, but then I just thought... Yeah, it's cool. 
this crab man knows he's got a dragon. <laughs> crab man. And why are all why are all the troops rushing at him? When they know there's a dragon around, one man can probably kill him or, you know, a few of them. I'm sure we'll go on to that scene. But my overall feeling at the end, because I think of the the discussion, the the dialogue between Rhaenyra and Viserys and the fact that we're all kind of expecting him to be like, well, yeah, Aegon's going to be my heir. And the fact that he's like, no, like I said it was you. It wasn't it wasn't for no reason. And I'm, I'm going to commit to that. And whether that happens, you know, I don't know. But I found it quite powerful. Um and I was like, hug him, hug him, give him a hug. Um, and so my reaction towards the end, I, I give it a four. And I would have given last episode a four as well. I obviously wasn't in here. But I, I did enjoy that. And I think it was the human element there. And it is re- I think Paddy Constantine's kind of carrying the show for me personally and making me invest in it because there's not that many characters I care about. But I care quite a lot about Viserys. And I know that's going to bite me in the ass like it does with every <clears throat> Game of Thrones character you care about. But yes, it would be a four for me. Don't smirk. Don't smirk. Lovely. Lovely. I don't Gareth? Want to know. So Gareth, uh, um, let us know your thoughts. Feel, feel pretty similar to uh, the rest of the small council thus far. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to fall down the side of the fence that gives it a three, though, um, because I think it, it was... There was something about this episode... It was weaker than than last week's, um, which I think was a cut and dry four. Um, and and I want to recognise that. I think I think it's uh, I think it's funny. Like you, obviously, we try to judge everything on its own merits, but you do end up falling. Like you kind of naturally have to compare episode to episode, and um, you fall into a, a bit of a a kind of default setting with a show. And I think with I think for me at the moment this is overall feeling like it might be a three blueberry show three three blueberry series and I think John made a mm. point that I hadn't thought about but it's a really good one there's there's there haven't been or there's no sign of any kind of twist in the narrative it's like you can see that there are points of tension and that there are going to be moments where that tension is released. Um, and they're pretty good. Like it's a decent setup for um, for those those points of tension. But you can't see, and I suppose this is the point of uh, being blindsided. But you can't see anything being that that could come out of nowhere to shock you or um, to surprise you. And there, there haven't been any seeds sown on that front. But look, that that could definitely change. It just it feels like it is very um, very kind of linear. Which formulaic, uh, formulaic as well, yeah, for Game of Thrones. And I mean, in a way, maybe that's kind of not a bad thing as well to get a slightly more straightforward structure. Um, but it can, you know, it can lead to, to moments that are just a bit dull. And I thought, like I said in the hot take, the I found the the kind of crab thing really disappointing actually like don't set him up like some creepy texas chainsaw massacre bad guy and then it's just he's nothing he's just nothing um which is just a it's a bit shit um i don't know yeah the 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 dialogue and the relationships are definitely the strength of the show at the moment um 
I really loved that scene of Viserys getting steadily drunker and steadily more pissed off. Um, and and I quite liked how it was sort of, I don't know, episodic in that it was like, here's episode one. It's Viserys talking to Otto. And then episode two happened with the Lannisters and episode three with Lord Strong. It was just... Um, uh, yeah, just just all quality, quality acting, quality um, mm-hmm. dialogue. I'm yep. intrigued to hear more about who John thinks was poor in terms of acting because um, I'm just I'm thinking of those dialogue moments and the fucking Lannisters. Uh, there's a lot of strong stuff. Got to be. Uh, gotta yeah, be. my suspicion is it's the Lannisters. Um, it's actually not. It's actually not at all. Is um, it Kristen Cole? Don't you mean to Crispin? Uh, I will not be mean to Kristen. Is it, no, is it the man in the stag suit? Yeah. <laughs> he hopped uh, funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's none of them, actually. And, uh, I actually didn't have a major issue with with the Lannisters. Um, he's uh, Jason Lannister is a young man that's trying to woo a queen and, you know... Just because he he's got no like, game doesn't mean he wasn't that he's hot or cool though. And all the Lannisters are hot and cool, really, in their own way. No, not really. Yeah, not really. Tywin's hot and mean. Cersei's hot and mean. Jaime's hot and a well, bit they, cool and it, funny. Here we and go. Tyrion's hot Tyrion's and clever. Hot and cool. Mm. And well, clever. But that ja- that Jason guy, when he's in Vikings, he's you know he's quite a quite a cool character. So I think you're just looking at him as he's not as good looking as. Fucking Jamie what was his face, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair no, no the, the, there's. Uh, uh, it's actually um, uh, Lena, 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 uh, Valerian, oh, the, yeah, Lena or Valerian. Really, he was really bad. At but least honestly, he's fighting this way. Go, hear his dialogue. Hey, um, line. No, just come on, <laughs> come on. Not every no, time. Not, his name's not Line. It's Lena. So anyway. Um, I awful, think awful gag. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> I yeah. think this this episode's actually got quite a lot of good things going for it. Uh, it's a bizarre episode. Like the pacing's really weird. Um, it opens mm. with obviously. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? When it's like, "Hello, everyone. Yeah. It's been three years since the last episode." So yeah, so in three episodes, we've done almost four years five, worth. Yeah, of... four, five years almost. Yeah, um, nothing's mm. happened really. I really enjoyed <laughs> getting out of King's Landing, though, um, because fuck me, most of the show has been there. Um, the King's, Kingswood and the Stepstones, I thought, was a nice change of scenery. Um, yeah. And it had de- decent moments for Damon and Viserys. Now, look, we'll talk about the Damon scenes in a minute, but I'm invested in Damon. I, I really like him as a character. I think Matt Smith's actually doing a fantastic job. I think he yeah. is. Co- Come really I'd coming like across see, as a, I'd like to see more of prince. him. I'm yeah, sure I'm sure will, you will. I'm sure you will. He's he's very cool, and he's not. He's been used quite sparingly. Unleash him. I mean, this is what I we think. Say, to I think saying he's doing a fantastic job is a bit. That's gone too far, isn't it? It's too early. I, I don't think. know. I, no, 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 no. I think when you look at the characters available to you at this moment in time in a fucking like police lineup, if you said to me. <laughs> All right, which one do you want to live the most? I would say Damon. That's not how it works. I'll be going, will... <laughs> what sort of police station is this? Kill the rest. <laughs> wait a minute, wait Kill a minute. Is this a police what? station? 
that crab man's just he's just lying there dead he's <laughs> <laughs> already dead he's in half <laughs> weird institution so anyway you're at a job interview and yes. I say which one of these do you want <laughs> dead to <Yeah>. kill off <laughs> I just want a job please yeah. alright alright let me, let, me, let me finish let me finish um, but no I really like Damon um, I do think that he's by far <laughs> the most interesting character him and Rhaenyra are fucking fascinating characters Like, I, I, and I will say this Paddy Constantine has, has, has wowed me. Can I just because, say, sorry, uh, like, it's Considine. It's not Constantine. And whatever. You've whatever. called him Constantine he, throughout. He doesn't give a fuck what he's called. Constantine. Right, to be fair, Lucy, you did call him Paddy Constantine earlier, Consid- but I didn't say anything. Constantine what? Damn. Constantine. Constantine he's doing well this season. Paddy Constantine um, no, is a really good actor. <laughs> no, no he's, he's really, he's really improved. Uh, because like John said in the first episode it's like they've just whacked a wig on him and you don't really believe that he's a king and even though he doesn't want to be king in this episode whatever but he he really is the standout performer so far this season in my opinion now Easy. Like, I think this epi- yeah. I think this episode was absolutely fantastic for him so look I think there's great stuff for series I think there's actually really good stuff for Damon uh, we'll talk about the end scene and how unbelievable or uh, designed as a mechanism is to make Damon look cool, which last episode, if you rewind, is literally what we were saying. We were saying, look, we need to see him in battle. We need to see him being this unbelievable fighter, which we hear about. Um, and it did deliver that in some respects. So we've got to say it, it gave us what, what we wanted. Um, the crab feeder thing, bizarre uh, to build him up and then just nothing. Um, that was just I, I, I don't understand what they were thinking with that um, I like going to burger moment. and lobster <laughs> like, sounds alright actually and then yeah. Yeah, it's a bit average shit isn't it? bit average mm. um, but yeah I get that moment's meant to be about Damon though so Lucy had a point about that which I thought was was, was right it's, it's about him more so than the crab feeder but um, and like we said the book that this is based on you know there's just a couple lines about it so they could do what the fuck they want. You know what I mean? In terms of interpretation of that. Um, but but I, I, think... I I almost feel like, again, I'm not going to keep referencing Game of Thrones season one, but this show has decided that they have Get the same theme. It. So I will. Um, the, when they're talking about Jamie Lannister cutting through like six men to yep. get through to Rob. It's hot. And eventually it sounds so cool and it does no harm to jamie lannister that you don't see it happen but yet with the crab fella it's like maybe (laughs) that that scene might have felt better if he was going through like wounded going through that cave taking people out and he takes crab man out Mm. and Mm. it's like people see it and it's like this legendary like yeah i don't disagree Look, I, look, I, but what is the I, crab I man's disagree. strength? He just feeds people to crabs. Does he even have a weapon? <laughs> What's his special power? What is no, his I like the way. What's his weapon? I like, I like the way. It's like a mirish blade, but 
yeah, cynicism. Yeah, together seems. Mm. Yeah, I like the way that Lucy's sort of looking at it like a game of top trumps. All right, uh, yeah. crab feeder. Um, I do think dragons beat crabs. everything. So if you're like going to wage a ten year war against the crab feeder, the crab man, when you have dragons, that's pathetic. No, but I mean, had they like carried it on and on, like no, we just can't get him. He keeps going into a cave. Like that's pathetic. So I'm glad <laughs> well, that was shit. He's scuttling away. That, that... Like no, yeah. go and blow some fire mm. in the cave. Literally blow fire into him. Well, yeah, I mean, you ask crab, you ask crab man, like what your strengths are, and he sidesteps a question every time, doesn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I think under, it was? I under strength, the actor had put a, crabs. I reckon the actor had a clause in his contract. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's very good. Oh, they should um, have done a pincer move on him. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a I, I kind of think one. he found himself in quite a pinch. He found himself in quite a pinch. I'm just some pinch. You can't just take her point. <laughs> pinch. Him out. pinch. And that's the end of the puns. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give it... I'm actually going to give it a four because although... I think you're overshelling uh, uh, it. Very good. <laughs> very good, that one. Uh, although I think it is slightly weaker than the other episodes, there's a couple of moments in there which I really enjoyed, the Viserys stuff, and, and I, I do like the Damon stuff. Um, and I will say, though, my concern at this point, three episodes in, all fours, which is great scores, but we're still waiting for something to really make our jaws drop. And it's not necessarily a major concern at this stage, but knowing the story like I do, because I, you know, and, and some of us do in this podcast from reading the book, I am worried. Now, just worried <laughs> that we're not going to have a moment that creates that um, pop culture moments, you know? You know what I mean? We, I, I'm waiting for I it. I do know what you mean, but it, I just find it so amusing because. Um, Listeners will never see this, but he is genuinely worried. The look on your face when you sound that sentence, so serious. <laughs> like, it's brilliant, isn't it? There you go. Anyway, uh, that's our scores. Uh, a four, a four, a three, and a three. Uh, before we roll into the plot, we're going to have a quick advert break say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Hello, yes, quick advert here. Just to say uh, thank you for everyone who is listening to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we would also appreciate you subscribing to either bastards and broken things but our main channel where everything is posted is called fan critical um and we've got so many things on there reviews of like stranger things we've got our own original content uh we're gonna have hopefully fingers crossed a lord of the rings uh podcast um coming out reviewing you shall not podcast yeah <laughs> yeah so good yes, that thank you john um, but if you want to take your support <laughs> even further, you can support us on Patreon. Please go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical uh, and donate some precious 
See, John, precious. Can you do a Gollum Ooh. impression? Can you do? Can you do one? Um, hello, everyone. I'm Gollum. Um, just on the fan critical <laughs> pod. So if you give us some yeah. lovely money, yeah. yeah. How did we get him yeah. in? Oh, sorry, pre- precious money. <laughs> how, how did we get that? Mad, uh, precious monies. Precious monies, please. If you feel like it, please do. Um, oh, did you listen to that fan them. critical the other day? They had that Gollum on there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah please go to patreon.com so and and give us some money you can let us know your feedback as well you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com the email is in the show notes we really do appreciate your feedback reviews anything you want to give us send it in now let's move on to the plot of episode three (laughs) you forgot forgot what he was doing where am I I doing again (laughs) I was Lord like, something about Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey man, how do you get Gollums on there? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I literally had to pause. I was like, what? where am I? What episode is this? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, li- dear listeners, uh, let's get into the plot. So, um, for three years, the conflicts in the Stepstones region have significantly escalated. Lord Corley's and Prince Damon battle the infamous Kragus Drahar and his pirates without support from the crown, which remains neutral regarding the Southern Realm situation. We see uh, a very interesting scene here, guys, where it's night time, the battlefield illuminated by fire, which I thought personally actually looked pretty good. I think one of the Hmm. better looking things that the show's done so far. Um, And we see the bloodworm Caraxes fly in, uh, Damon. Uh, setting ablaze the crab feeders men as they scuttle back into their little caves um it's taken three years to get rid of some yeah. crabs and here's a question uh so john in the previous podcast said he's concerned by the time jumps three years john are you still mm. concerned uh um nah <laughs> Is that right? Or yeah, that's right. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I will say Next there question. are like moments. I'm ju- jumping ahead here a little bit, but there are mm. moments that I guess well, not too far ahead. <laughs> have to be just starts yeah, talking about episode nine. Ahead. Oh, what's um, the fucking? <laughs> there are moments that sort of have to be have to come with like exposition, expositionary dialogue because we've missed those years. I don't know why they're doing it, mm. and obviously that's only going to get more extreme as we go through the mm-hmm. the season but um you know when when R- is like i haven't spoken to my uncle in years it's like well you, you spoke to him in the last episode yeah <laughs> yeah so you know we, we lose no, but imagine that and... imagine the moment when you know as a viewer you've been sitting there going oh man they've not spoken to each other for at least an episode and a half when they reunite it is going to be a magical yeah. water like cooler moment john and sam john and yeah, sam there's your iconic all over again john and <laughs> yeah. beautiful moments yeah um mm. no I, okay let's talk about this in some ways as i said it's quite a cool opening in a way you start with a dragon literally incinerating people which i thought looked fucking awesome similar to what we've seen in the field of fire battle which john referenced at the start of the episode um but we had an interesting hot take uh, very hot <laughs> take uh, about oh. the bizarre comedy situation with this scene like oh yeah 
what did you guys make of this guy who's like getting crucified and eaten by crabs, giving us some like really weird dialogue? He was like, "Damn you, you mirish prince, son of a bastard and whore, Kragger Stragada, crab feeder. My prince Damon will come save me." And then like, gives all that, Expositional and then yeah, extra. it was bizarre. I've watched the episode two times now, and uh, uh, the second time it, it was terrible. I'll tell you that I really was like, "What the fuck are they doing here?" Oh, but, and then, yeah, and then, Caraxes just lands on him. And <laughs> I said in the hot take, John, which I, I, you know, I know you've heard, it was a bit like South Park. It was a very South Park moment. Well, yeah. Like, so, so, <clears throat> so I think uh, I forget who it was. One of you said Monty Python, the other one said South Park, yeah. and obviously you're both right yeah. because South mm. Park is is just Monty Python, but you know, thirty mm. years later or whatever. Um. Uh, was I that bothered about it when I saw it happen in the episode? Not particularly. Like I, um, maybe because it was so early on in the episode, it was just like, well, it, it they've it's it's a comedy moment, which is a bizarre choice. Really is. Um, if if it was him suffering, then seeing it, and it was quite a a genuine like cry for help um and he landed on him <laughs> you probably still cry yeah. i mean i'm cracking up thinking about it um <laughs> maybe some sad music on there as well but it kind yeah. of i suppose the point is that damon doesn't really give a fuck about anyone nope but himself nope. And I, I i get that's and, what and they're trying to say but it didn't yeah, come but across just well what yeah if you stuck a laughter track on it you remember yeah, that moment again. where in uh oh, yeah Small council, and you've got Tyrion like side eyeing everyone. Um, someone stuck a laugh track <laughs> on it, and it was yeah. fucking like perfect, fit perfectly. And this is the same, a weird choice, a weird choice. And um, I haven't seen who directed this episode versus the others, but it it would be interesting to see the tone of the rest of those episodes that whoever directed this episode did. Mm. Um, um, for for the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I was going to say that we see uh, Damon get shot here as they scuttle into the caves, and then Bloodworm screams out quite like that. You get a little link that, that reference to the link between the rider and the dragon, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and I really like Bloodworm. I hate that Caraxes name though. As a dragon. Bloodworm. Just call him correct. Yeah, it's because he's long and gangly. I know why, but of, it's Bloodworm yeah. sounds like some kind of parasite. It's not very nice. Stephen. Like yeah, to see. Stephen. <laughs> Stephen the dragon. No. I, I will Caraxes say. Caraxes cool. Um, yeah. Stephen Caraxes. Um, in the hot take, <laughs> when yeah. you were talking about, um, I think you called, uh, I think you called him gangly. I think you said it was very like, uh, yeah, like a, uh, like a Chinese. A Chinese dragon. Yeah. Chinese dragon. Um, and weirdly enough, when I watched that, I said the exact same thing to Shell. I was like, oh, that was, that was quite cool. It's um, like we've been podcasting I, together for years to have these, yeah. these takes. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll be know. finishing soon anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, 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 I don't know if I quite get the the personalities of the dragons. Definitely not. I don't not. know if I quite get that. There isn't um, one. So I, yeah, so I, yeah. Um, no, but I, if they were in a lineup, 
if they were in a lineup, <laughs> what one? And you had to kill two of them. <laughs> yeah. You go, all right, we'll definitely kill uh, that shitty fucking CGI stag, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and the boar. Yeah. The boar was terrible. Yeah, the boar was a very Oh, my word. I, conf- I fucking forgot about that. That's terrible as well. How'd <laughs> yeah. you fuck that up? That was bad. Just put some tusks a, on a pig. Just get Come a on. real one. <laughs> fucking hell. Like, like, I'll let the dragons go, but well, how are the how do the dragons look better than fucking real animals? It's mental. It's yeah, mental, <laughs> honestly. It's mental. Fucking hell. Just coming back onto that, actually, because we didn't really get onto the Lord of the Rings conversation, and I do think it's interesting, like... Had a couple of comments um, from people saying the effects in this show, House of the Dragon, are, are great. Even like the green screen backgrounds and stuff like that. And I, I kind of agree, but then I, at the same time, I'm like it still looks way better than anything else on television. And now it hasn't got that argument anymore um, because I understand the Lord of the Rings budget, but if you're competing in a fantasy realm. Um, and HBO definitely has the money that Amazon does to produce things on, you know, and, and they're still spending like 20, 25 million per episode on House of the Dragon. Um, I'm sorry. The, the well, effects that's all going on hair though, isn't it? No, it ain't. Well, fuck yeah. Wigs. Judged by those wig wigs. <laughs> you get a wig. You get a wig. Um, three wigs for everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, Can I have like, a minimum the, wage, please, instead? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, stick those tusks that. on that pig and let's get going. About minimum wage, so... <laughs> um, no, but genuinely, yeah. uh, I, 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 when you watch it, guys, and when we talk about Lord of the Rings, I think you will also be, and Lucy's already seen it, Like, just it's just incredible um, mm. what they've been able... And obviously it's a bit more fantastical, so... It's a yeah, bit more I don't know if it's, it's a direct miles better. comparison. It looks miles better. It, it does. It looks miles better. But I think... If you compare it to actually Game of Thrones, I think a lot of what made the, well, Game of Thrones pop is the locations. So all different areas no, I, in I, Westeros. Yeah. So it looks yeah. different and it looks interesting. Whereas this mm. is quite, eh, we're just in... King's Landing. King's Landing doesn't even look that nice. Yeah. It's probably not even Croatia. Like, it doesn't even look that great. <laughs> so, <laughs> the dragons... Didn't even go Swindon. Croatia. The dragons are okay. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the other animals, like you say, John, the ones that exist... Pretty mm. pants. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll oh, get onto the Lord word. of Rings stuff. Honestly. We'll get onto Lord of Rings stuff in our Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah, let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Imminent. But, but I do think if you're going to put two fantasy shows head to head, we're going to have to talk about it at some point. I'm not saying Lord of the Rings is better because it may have looks, but I still think this has more <laughs> substance. Um, but, you know. Stop talking about anyway. Lord of the Rings. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hell. It's interesting. It's interesting. You didn't even want to do a podcast guys. on it, and now you just won't stop talking about it. Yeah. Just, Jesus. Oh, just wait. God, here you go. Just wait. Fucking. I'm Lucy, trying to what fight- is it you selling people out on this podcast? Genuinely. Like, can you stop having a go at people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, guys, it's been three years, and in that time, King Viserys plans Feels a like great it, yeah. hunt to celebrate, yeah, no, to celebrate <laughs> his and pregnant Queen Alison's son, Aegon's, or Aegon, sorry, second birthday. Um, yeah, why so, call him Aegon? I'm calling him Aegon. Aegon is like yeah, egg. They did this since Game of Thrones because obviously <laughs> Aegon is like egg. Yeah. Egg, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, egg <laughs> makes sense if you know the canon people, and it, it follows mm. on to my next question: uh, mm. Who is your favourite Aegon? That's uh, you know, that's just a question I've written in my notes here. I've put: Do I prefer John 
or do I prefer egg from Dunkin' Egg? Difficult conversation, actually. Um, Dun- no, egg I think I egg. like. I think I like egg because I always think of John as John. You know, I don't like calling him. It really annoyed me when it, his name was Egg on. I thought he was supposed really to be Jaharis, me. wasn't he? I don't know why they changed it. No, we all thought it was going to be Jaharis. Because of but the then ended up mm. connection. Mm. Darn Jay. Yes. Jaharis is His a cool name. His name is Jonaris. Oh, yeah. Well, John being <laughs> Egon meant Janaris. nothing, so he's not the best Egon because he's be- currently beyond the wall yeah. doing Nout. So, Absolutely. no. Well, well, he's got his own series coming, Lucy, I'm called Snow. I'm not going Snow. to watch it. No, he- <laughs> so <laughs> bad. Okay. Why Jesus, is, right. well, Lucy's out for that yeah. podcast. Yeah, I'm not. We're How not. much money we got for uh, CGI snow? Can, can we not just go somewhere with snow? It's just easier, isn't it? <laughs> Do it in Croatia. Yeah, <laughs> it's not snowing. <laughs> okay, uh, so Alison is very pregnant again, uh, and she's trying to be uh, nice to Rhaenyra, uh, but Rhaenyra's having none of it. What did you think about their friendship three years on? Pretty. Um, it's fucked, isn't it? It's fucked. Fucked, isn't mm. it? Well, she's and been fucked. Oh, don't a, say that, no. Jesus Come Christ, on. that's crass. Isn't that it? is crass. That's Kragus. She's your queen. Yeah. She's not the uh, queen I chose. There's, there's a power move, though, as well, from Alicent. Um, mm-hmm. send, sending away that dreadful singer who I'm sure oh, is Awful, somebody... isn't it? Ed Sheeran yeah. again. He's come it... back. Yeah. Under the dragon's <laughs> I mean, This is a new one. Right. That song was that song was terrible, and it was being imagine, sung terribly. Imagine if it was uh, like Drake or something. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know who the song was about, though. It's about um, Nymeria, Egon. and no, it's about Nymeria. How they fled to John Dawn Snow. with loads of ships, and uh, <laughs> it's interesting because Alison and Rhaenyra's last chat in the God's, Godswood was also when she was studying in Nymeria. Nymeria, mm. obviously famous uh, warrior princess character who famous uh, warrior are, yeah Arya obviously has, has her wolf named Nymeria after <laughs> such legend so another Arya and Rhaenyra link which I know you guys oh, really yeah. liked in the first few episodes um, which I thought was quite interesting um, mm-hmm. okay so Rhaenyra resents the attention her father continuously heaps on Aegon uh, their relationship is further strained by Viserys' insistence that Rhaenyra must marry to form a strong uh, sort of alliance with another house and protect their lineage. Uh, one suitor is uh, Lord Jason Lannister of Casterly Rock. Uh, he's eager to wed Rhaenyra, uh, though she is very uninterested. Um, I've put here... I said in my hot take the Lannisters in this episode of shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that they're Lannisters. They don't feel like Lannisters. They don't. Uh, I think that's about them. Yeah, that's fair enough. But think uh, of um, (laughs) he's changed his mind already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Are you a Lannister? Oh yeah. Good Um, point. Think of uh, all it does is strengthen the the mythos around Tywin Lannister because. Tywin Lannister's dad, Ty- Titus, 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 yeah. Uh, he was a bit of a flannel. He was. Um, and for any Americans that are listening, flannel is like he's a, a wet blanket, a wet cloth, a wet, a wet blanket. Yeah, a spanner. Yeah, a cabbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it. So if you were to follow it that way, 
then that sort of would make sense. If it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense if uh, Jason Lannister came across like a suave Jamie Lannister, or if he came across like a powerful, ruthless figure like Tywin, knowing that Tytos isn't like that at all. Um, so I, I, I don't mind that. I tell you, what would be interesting because because you know, I was thinking about this actually. Uh, obviously, the, the the words of the house are "hear me roar," yeah. But the words that people associate with the house are "Lannister always pays their debts." When I, I'm just trying to think when that came into play, you know, as a saying, because I think it was probably around the time of Tywin, you know. So it's just interesting. Uh, just an interesting thought. I mean, I'm not saying that Jason should have gone, hey, princess, hear me roar or anything or something like that. But, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm telling you now, if he'd have done that, then I would 100% agree with you and I'd be like, do you know what? This is my last podcast on this show because <laughs> um, I'm not... I can't be asked with this. Anyway. Or anyway. if, like, some random person would have, like, read the palm of... Jason and said, "Oh, actually, you've got a uh, in a hundred years from now, your great great grandnephew." I'd be like, oh, "Go away, honestly." <laughs> yeah, and also um, there's some eggs somewhere. They're going to be important. Oh, don't mention the eggs. It's like that's Lucy. I know you're like this. Like, that that just gave me a vision, a prophecy of like a Simpsons episode when uh, Lisa's at that fair. It's kind of looks oh, like yeah. this hunt, and she just wanders into the. Uh, mages tent or whatever and tarot card tarot card readers tent and then we got this flash forward yeah in a way um so yeah just good image that uh viserys spends the hunting party uh spends his time there getting absolutely pissed uh and he has several conversations first one of which otto suggests uh that rhaenyra uh marries little egg who's just turned two the fuck yeah (laughs) no no that i mean yes that's right that is the right reaction lucy but also of course (laughs) like in this period of time that's absolutely normal for targaryens like it's it's almost weird that that hasn't come up already well like well at this time they have started move maybe not through necessarily design but through strengthening their alliances they have started to move spread their wings spread their wings their bloodlines to other houses like you know Viserys was wed wed to an Aaron and Daemon is actually also uh, wed to a house uh, that is a a banner house of of house Aaron Uh, and you've also got like you know the Valerians in there who are obviously vying for it you've got the Strongs you've got these other houses and the dilution of the Targaryen blood at this point is the most it's ever been diluted in terms of um, there's so many Targaryen claims at play in this 30 years since you know since the great council up to the dance of dragons so they are moving away from it so it is it doesn't even it doesn't even taste like orange juice anymore do you know what i mean it's just too much <laughs> yeah. yeah it just it, yeah, it right. just looks like piss but tastes of nothing water <laughs> but you are right gareth that it's only been about 50 years since that was just common practice so there would be no um there would be no marrying other houses or anything or not very little but it's you know, more so... like with Rhaenyra, she doesn't want to marry an adult man. Why would she want to marry her <laughs> two-year-old <laughs> right. half-brother? Yeah. You, Come on, you Otto. Don't want to marry... Not all 
Jason, girls are as what about as this your toddler? What about this toddler? Yeah. What about your brother, hey? <laughs> He's blonde. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit well, much. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a good reminder to the viewer, to us. Um, you know, I was watching it with my partner, Mel, and she was like, is that the half-brother? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, what the fuck? I said, yeah, so what you don't know about Targaryens is they keep it in-house, yeah? Okay? And she was like, what the fuck? So there's a lot of things going on uh, where they're planting some seeds for you to just accept some of the weird shit that's going to happen, okay? Um, so just get ready for that. I did also wonder, uh, John, actually, I- sorry, just to go back to that, if Otto was kind of um, sort of doing a bit of smoke and mirror, so suggesting something that would be so out of hand that you know, Viserys would be more keen to marry off Rhaenyra somewhere else. So she's out of the picture. She's not in King's Landing. And then he can keep going with his make egg on um, King. Wow. Heir. It's win-win, isn't it? So I feel yeah, like that's, that's yeah. he kind of, there must have been yeah. a part of him that's like, he's not, no one's really going to agree to this, but it might spur, it'll still come back on me in the way that I want it to. That wily Otto. Yeah, that's, yeah he's, he's, he's wily, very clever. Very clever. Um, John, I've written here, I've seen you in a very similar state to the series many times, genuinely. Mm, um, no, the last time I saw you. The last time we saw John. No, the, la- the last time I saw both of you, actually. <laughs> yeah. Remember he wandered like, off. He wandered three off. Three in the morning Get in Melbourne City Centre and he just wandered off and then he lost his phone and he lived, He was staying in like the countryside, so like a two-hour cab journey away or something. And we hadn't heard from him. I was just like, what the fuck has happened here? And that's that's the way he gets. And that's the way Viserys gets uh, this party. And I thought... Well, we're both stressed mm, out. Like, people just constantly yeah. trying to marry me and my family. I'm like, <laughs> fucking leave me alone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's supposed to be an Amazon driver. Just, you know, just... You know what I mean? I'm sick yeah. of it. Well, as I said, I thought this was Viserys' best stuff in this episode. Like uh, his, his his conversations. The, ne- the, the so next one it, can is... I just say... Sorry, before... Before we get to the next conversation, the only thing that annoyed me about this this little scene, because I loved it, I did love it, but they kept cutting back to Alicent, like looking slightly concerned and rubbing her belly. Mm. The worst belly like, ever. So fake. It, Terrible right, pregnant yeah. belly. No, what do you mean? That's a CGI belly. Terrible. Worse than the deer. <laughs> That's the same guy he's who played the deer. <laughs> yeah, he's in there. Curled up. <laughs> She's quite skinny, though. She's quite skinny, so I've right, seen I'm people less, like I'm that. less concerned about the size of the belly and just more the decision to like... No, if, if we could talk about the size of the belly, please. <laughs> 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 it was just annoying. And like, I didn't... She wasn't doing anything. There was no... It wasn't adding anything to this scene. It just kept cutting to her, looking mm. mildly concerned. Um, well, a lot of people... It's a creative there, choice, isn't it? It is. They're just trying to make her more prominent, like like she's mm. cunning and you know observing and taking things in, which which will change, obviously. Um, Lord Strong, who I think is um, slowly becoming the most sensible member of the small council, uh, recommends mm. that Rhaenyra wed Sir Lainor Valerian, Lord Courtley's son, who John thinks is a terrible actor. Uh, and he he's just had to repair the rift <laughs> between the two houses. I'm not having a go at the on. actor. I'm just saying yeah. he's he's acting. Yeah. In that whole bit, it was awful. I'm not having a go it's... at him, but it was terrible. 
Uh, absolutely well, I mean, you, you go back and listen to the delivery of these lines at the bad. end of the episode. I have twice. But, but it, also, it gets very never-ending story on fucking Tea Smoke, the dragon. Yeah, he, like, does, he does. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Doing, mate? Yeah. 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 But at least, at least you got Jeez. to see Tea Smoke's personality come through. <laughs> It's a cool name, we'll though. Sea Smoke's a cool name. Yeah. I heard Sea Smoke also go, yeah! <laughs> 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 um, okay, so we're seeing a bit more of uh, the Strongs in this episode. So not only do we have uh, <laughs> Lord Lionel Strong, who is obviously the guy on the small council, um, but he's right, we... He's yeah, right, he's good. Uh, good We see his son, mm. Laris, the clubfoot. Aww. Because he has a club foot. Um, yeah. he, Kasabian. He is, <laughs> yeah. He um, he basically has no fighting talent, obviously. And he, and he plays up to that. And he's like, oh, you know, he's more of a character like a la Littlefinger, you know, listening in, you know, trying to get some some gossip, all that sort of jazz. Um, and we also <laughs> see Sir Harwin. <laughs> Sir Harwin. Go and get some tea? gossip. Yeah, he sits with the women. He's like, look, you know, I'm, I've got a knackered foot. I'm just going to sit with you lot if that's all right. That's what he actually says. <laughs> Talk amongst so, yourselves. Yeah, got any gossip? Yeah. What's the tea? Any <laughs> gossip? Hot um. <laughs> <laughs> the tea. Get, let me just get my notebook out. Um, no, no, yeah. no seriousness. I've heard the stag's uh, we... not even real. It's CGI, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that Lord of the Rings show? <laughs> Fucking good, isn't it? <laughs> This shit. <laughs> uh, um, so we see Sir Harwin break bones strong, um, his other son, who, who has a little look at Rhaenyra later on when she comes back covered in blood and he's all excited. He's like, oh, mm. yeah. Oh, I like a bit of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just saying, keep, keep an eye on those characters because they, they, they have more to, to do for sure as the, as the season goes on. Um, keep an eye on them. Just keep an eye, keep on, an eye on them. Just, right. No spoilers, know, but if you, if you see him so, in a lineup, I'm just saying. Okay, right. Don't so, kill him off uh, at this point. Well, get that um, guy a chair if they're going to be in a lineup. Because <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, anyway, <laughs> Rhaenyra has run away because she's annoyed about this whole egg on supplanting her situation, and egg uh, on her face. she's gone. She's gone with Sir Crispin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on! Yeah, it's two years old for fuck's sake. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not setting it. Yeah. I'm not setting them up. That's, that's on Otto. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so Crispin is, uh, you know, Crispin and Damon <laughs> so Crispin. Crispin. It's so Crispin just, has, it's fun. has gone with her. Um, they have a lot of little conversations. <laughs> uh, they have a lot a of conversations. Yeah. They have one. Yeah, two, <laughs> two conversations. You get the impression they that quite they're quite like. She gets on well with him Tight. and she sort of trusts him. Well, yeah. She probably fancies him. Oh, that's right. Obviously. Well, probably. Well, she definitely does fancy do. him. Fucking hell. Hot-blooded yeah. dragon woman. He's a good-looking boy. Yeah. He's don't a good-looking boy. Don't know about the and... hair when he, once he took his helmet off. Um, and I, mean, I feel like his voice could use some work, but he's got potential for sure. Hello best there, a, princess. Best of a bad He speaks a bit like this. Yeah. How's my hair when I've taken this helmet off? Is it all right? How does my hair look, Princess? Yeah, I was a bit mad when he said that, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he called me crisps, yeah. man. 
Alright, let's relax. <laughs> and I swore vengeance against him after he said that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, been, it's been three years-ish. <laughs> I'm not counting the months. Give or take. <laughs> so she kills the boar with the help of Crispin uh, and she chooses at the end of the episode not, not to it's kill quite ahead. Uh, Suddenly the there's a boar. <laughs> so she kills the boar. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but the white heart thing. Uh, does this mean that the gods favor favor her as queen and ruler? <clears throat> you think? No, it's supposed well, it to signify it, that. So. I think that's what she's going to interpret it as. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's. She, I, I said to Gareth in the hot take, I thought it was an interesting choice to let to let the White Heart go. Imagine if she had rode back into camp with the White Heart on it. Viserys, she'd his, ridden the the White you know, Heart. He, yeah, Viserys is a fucking... He wants to be a dreamer. He wants to believe in these prophecies. And the White Heart is that symbol. And that's why he's so disappointed with the regular stag. Uh, because it's it's not the favour that he thinks the gods <laughs> Just regular should bestow stag. upon him. So, mm. I, I think... Sorry. Her le- it's, it's a Labrador, isn't it? Fucking hell, it's not even a stag. It's just a Labrador. <laughs> you kill it anyway. Yeah. It looks like... I've just been thinking about it. You, you guys played... Um, Guys, it's not duck hunt. What's the, buck hunt? Sorry, buck hunt. I love duck yes. hunt. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, similar. It's like similar. it's like being being at the fucking arcade. It moves like one of those bucks on the screen, just like jumping around. Um, anyway, so yeah, you struggled with buck hunt, didn't you? I got much better as the session went on, and you got much worse because you got pissed because it was your stag do. Pardon the pun, and we got you fucking hammered. <laughs> oh. So whatever. Well, they yeah. call it a bucks okay. in yeah, Australia. Yeah, I was thinking they? that. They do. They it do call a it a bucks. bucks, yeah. But stag, I felt, was more relevant to the episode. Anyway, um, if Gareth, this is a good point. If we were to get you very hammered, like I mentioned in the hot takes, and we set you loose in the godswood, who do you think, yeah. out of me, John, Emma, or Lucy, would uh, catch, you, catch you first? How drunk, how drunk are we? Us. How drunk are we all? Are we drunk? John's... John's obliterated so he's not going to catch him barely can move I mean I would have no interest in catching him I'd just go back to the tent and just get pissed (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. why is is rapid fucking wasted time I am very quick (laughs) why is it I am very fast so none of you are catching me through regular means Mm. he's he's going to be dead in two hours anyway so fucking hypothermia because he's naked tomorrow (laughs) he's naked and it looks cold out there so uh, no, he just he ended up in a police lineup and they picked him to do it. <laughs> executioner <laughs> squad. Uh, um, good uh, point. No, it'll be it'll be it'll be Emma because you know she'll she'll ask politely and I'll say yeah all right I'll let you let you win Emma well done. Whereas the rest That's of a you cop out. You're dogs. Cop out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And that's our thoughts on that. Um, they leave the hunt, and on on his brother's advice, because we see a Hightower brother here, Otto urges Alicent to persuade the king to name Egon as heir, furthering the Hightower's powers and prestige. Um, Egon, his and... face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, come on, <laughs> John. You had you had some thoughts on this. You you had some <clears throat> thoughts on this scene. With, uh... Well, no. Well, I mean, they they weren't my thoughts. It was it was a bit of a debate on um, on Twitter uh, 
<clears throat> on the uh, the twitter.com so check it out um uh, a lot of people pissed off that in the books it's heavily suggested that Allison is the one that's like power hungry and pushing for her son to be king as opposed to needing Otto to to push her in that direction she she's she's coming across as a very like sympathetic character in the show yeah one that's been put mm. in a position rather than ask for it whereas in the books it's very much not that it's a, a power hungry um mm. allison having said that we know that the books are yeah aren't fact an they are the opinion they're an interpretation of events that have happened from someone else's opinion so I guess it depends on what you want to believe. If you want to believe that the show is is canon, um, then I mean, okay, fine. That's there's no problem there. It feels a bit of a cop out, to be honest. It feels interesting because I know in some of the pre-interviews that before the show came out, they were like, "Oh yeah, so is this going to stick to the book Fire and Blood?" And they were like, "Largely, yes." Uh, the main events will sort of stay the same, but how we get there is open to interpretation in some aspects because in the book, you it's a grand maester who is recounting all of these first-hand accounts from people at the time. So there's very rarely lines of dialogue, right? Um, yeah. Because they'll be like, it's, it's said that this maester overheard this, blah, 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 blah. And they've also... So there's actually a very... An interesting way they do it in the book is they have this balance between someone who you could believe, like a maester, who might only hear things on the surface, may not hear the sort of some of the background conversations. And they also have a take from Mushroom, who is um, essentially a, a dwarf jester, who is absolutely insane, you know, crazy, um, and is very... <laughs> um, What's the word, John? Uh, he, he makes everything sound very sordid and, dis, you know, sexual and disgusting. And he really gets to like, the gossip <laughs> behind CDs. everything. It's you from the early years of Fan Critical, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so they have this different takes. So they've got this. So the way they do it in the book is like, Grandmeister da, 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 said this about it, but Mushroom would have you believe something different. He said they stayed in their chambers all night. Da, 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 da. You know, and Mushroom... <laughs> says there's loads of rumours like that Alison and Viserys had been sleeping together at the time of when Queen Emma, Emma was alive. Um, there's also things where Mushroom is like, you know, some relationships that, that happen later on. He says they've been in the making for years um, and it's all been happening in secrecy in the Red Keep. So there's this whole thing about it, it leaves it up to you to decide what is going on. And usually you imagine the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, so how they're painting these characters I have no issue with because I don't necessarily believe the words in the book. I just know that the main events happened. I don't really take uh, verbatim anything they say and, unless it's a literal event like someone dying or there being a war or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I think they can yeah. uh, have a bit of wiggle room. And that makes it interesting for someone like me who's read it and, and you, John, and other people who have read it because then you're like, oh, this is interesting. It's interesting how they're taking the direction of, of these scenes or these characters. Yes, yes. But but I guess in episode one, you know, I, I, I made the point of saying, you know, di did Damon say, did, yes. did he toast? Yeah, like, did he say it? 
and you don't see mm-hmm. it in the show. And in mm-hmm. the books, it's said that he said it from someone yep. else's opinion. Um, That's right. But it's still down to interpretation in the show. Maybe he said it, maybe he didn't. So so I guess, is it is it potentially problematic that uh, the show is very much taking a... Alison is not complicit in this whole thing. She, she is someone that's falling into a trap because of her her very manipulative father. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because obviously time the time moves quite quickly so hope we should see some growth from her character you know what i mean something, she's already quite and smart something but, could happen to change you know. her character's sort of motivations anyway exactly i don't know what but. yeah yeah and, and there are things that you know in the books happen so it's going to be interesting to see uh how her character develops because you're right john she is painted as this more sort of empathetic character at this point like she's like oh it doesn't have to be this way Rhaenyra I'm trying really hard with you blah 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 yeah but you could you could see that scene as as her being manipulative you know there's at least you could interpret it that way or you could you could say she was being genuine but when she's talking to her dad in that um in the chambers you know she says to her dad you know she's gonna make a good queen she's gonna make a good queen um and her dad is very insistent that no, <laughs> you know, the 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 lords won't allow it. You know, it's we're mm. breaking tradition here. Egon has to be king. So you know, the the show has has taken. It doesn't even matter now what happens with her personality, right? Because in the books, it's it's portrayed as she was always that person, whereas in mm. the show, it's like, well, no, actually. So I, um, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to see where they take it. Did you notice that Viserys was missing two fingers in this scene? Apparently, there's like shots where you there's can see the green. Close. You can see the green screen. You can see it's just yeah. his green fingers. So it's quite interesting. Do you remember he got cut by the Iron Throne, and then last week they had maggots on oh, his hand, yeah, yeah, his yeah. fingers. He's lost those two fingers and they're sort of really disgusting. Like the stumps are all like black and infected and and whatnot. Um, and then in at the end scene where he hands the parchment to say, take this to the stepstones at once, uh, his fingers are back. So there's a bit of a continuity error there. But he, defi- <laughs> he definitely was missing them um, yeah. in the scene oh, by the fire with yes. Alison. That was to show and the it, passage it, of time. They've gone back. Hmm. Yeah. Again. They do that. They grow <laughs> back. fingers. But it's to yeah. show you the basically um, the fact that he's he's weak, getting he's getting weaker. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think about Viserys saying that he's not going to supplant Rhaenyra? I thought it was very just a bit different to what you see in Game of Thrones. I know it's not Game of Thrones, but you know what I mean. Just the the kind of the lack of malice there, and he hasn't shown any malice. And even when he was drunk, you're expecting him to kind of lash out a bit. I was anyway. And he doesn't like he just, <laughs> you know, people say he's weak and that he's naive. And I guess that might be true. But I think his heart is in the right place. And I think that he does have the ingredients to be a good king. I know he is king, but I don't think being brutal is necessarily a prerequisite for being a good king. And I thought it was really, yeah, I found it quite, quite moving that I think they're, they're the acting together and the dialogue was really good. And um yeah, it was maybe it's not what I expected. I expected because people say he's weak, that he would be swayed by his, you know, 
his wife and Otto. But there's obviously he's got a bit about him that he really does love his daughter and he probably does think that she would make a good queen. All right. Well, yeah. Here's a question for you. And I mean, Gaz, you can answer as well if you want. But I, I'm <clears throat> I'm interested to hear based on that. Uh, do you think... So he, he's a good man. Not necessarily a good king, but he's a good man. Do you think when we talk about the tough decisions and it's not an ideal world that they live in, um, do you think he should be turning around and saying, look, I have to make Egon my heir now? Do you think he should be? No, as, like, because I don't see why that's better for the realm than having Rhaenyra, who I well, think we know is a known, much more of a known quantity and we know would most likely be a good queen that would bring stability. Um, and I do kind of think if you're king, can't you just change tradition? Just change it. Well, I think it would be it would be a groundbreaking kind of legacy-defining moment for him. Like, you know, if, if he's been an average king, like, <laughs> the, this, will, this will be something that he'll be remembered for forever. And it sets his his legacy in stone. I think the issue, though, isn't with that or with with Rhaenyra. It's that it almost certainly will kick off a war. Mm. Like there will yeah, be discontent as a result. Like whether that's the whether that that should be or not, that's if, what's going to happen. If, you, if you've got if you, if you're in a room and you've got a hundred people in the room representing a hundred houses. And fifty percent of them are like, oh, I'm not happy about this, but okay. I mean, I'll go, I'll go along with it because you're the king. And the other fifty percent are like, well, yeah, he's just king, so I'll just follow whatever he says. Uh, and then you leave the room, and everyone starts kicking off. Like, is it not just easier to go? Do you know what? <laughs> Let's just do the thing that everyone in the room is going to go with. Sometimes, even if it might, what upset is easy and what is person. right are not the same thing. So Very good point, no. Lucy. But See, this does Lucy, end up causing Lucy, a massive you are war. A, you're a good person, Lucy. A sweet summer child. A sweet summer mm. child. You have a good heart. Mm. White one. Mm. You make an awful um, queen. That is true. <laughs> Too absent-minded to be queen. As we said, the king sends aid to Damon in the Steptones. See, he's such Steptones. a good guy. Yeah. But Damon uh, hates this, almost kills, <laughs> or probably does kill, the uh, fucking message message deliverer. Um, uh, and instead goes with a crazy plan to lure out the crab feeder uh, with a surrender and then ambush tactic. It works. Damon dodges what seems like a thousand arrows and slaughters cell swords left, right and centre with his ancestral Valyrian sword, Dark Sister. Then Sir Lainor, riding his dragon sea smoke, appears and helps defeat the Triarchy warriors. Damon then woo. Damon 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 then heads into the cave and kills the crab feeder. I've written in brackets off camera. Let's go for thoughts on this. I think overall that the sequence is look in isolation. I think it's quite impressive. I think it looks pretty good. I think the music I thought was actually very good. I know we've been slagging off Ramondawadi this season because of the choices not to make any themes theme tune. Um, 
But I will say that <laughs> I will say that the music here was from the whole sequence of him getting the letter. It was this like piano motif. It reminded me of uh, the finale of season six, uh, the Winds of Winter, where you had that piano stuff over the Sept of Baylor and that sort of stuff. I thought it was very different um, to the usual arrangement of music that we get from Game of Thrones. And that carried on throughout the whole scene. Um, it had this sort of eerie, interesting feel to it. It made it a bit more epic. And I really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, I do think the scene's problematic with the staging. I think um, I think it's just unbelievable. When, when you see the way that Game of Thrones has basically killed off characters for much less before you know like george r martin always says like you know you you think you know ned's on the fucking chop block you think someone's gonna come save him uh rob rob just won a battle at the whispering wood and you don't you don't really know you know how far that is whatever but you're like he, someone's gonna come save him and then he's just dead and i think for a show like game of thrones to have a battle like this Spoiler is a warning. bit bizarre it's a bit bizarre because if this is George's writing, he probably dies the way that this is staged. Do you know what I mean? You've got volleys, yeah. you've got fucking thousands of arrows being fired at him, surrounded by fucking cell swords pirates, a supposedly fearsome adversary in the form of the crab feeder. Now, look, I'm not against some crazy, you know, chancy, ballsy moves. I'm thinking back to something even like Band of Brothers where you've got, like, I think it's Lieutenant Spears, <laughs> and he just fucking waltzes through two, like, German battalions to deliver a message and then waltzes back out again. And apparently stuff like that actually fucking happens. Like, some people do just run through a battlefield, um, take down some people, and get out of there, and you're like, how no, the fuck dancing, is that person? That's, that's <laughs> even more impressive. And it's the slow yeah. dance as yeah. well, isn't it? A waltz. Yeah. <laughs> but did, did you guys think this was... It Dude, served the, the purpose shot, of making Damon... Dame, Damon looked awesome when he was like, he was absolutely chopping people up and ro doing like rolls, dodging arrows. And it looked quite cool. But do you think it was just a bit unbelievable? I think do you, do you... this guy, so Krabby's had like a stranglehold over the Stepstones for what? How many years now? Three or four? Krabby now. Three. So he's Krabby. obviously got quite strategic like nows. And then he completely falls into this mm. very obvious trap. You do know this guy has a dragon. Why are you coming out to him why are you letting everyone else come out to him it's one man get your archers yes let them knock and fire and all that what it's just i was like this is i just kept saying you know he's got a dragon silly and he's looking up for the <clears> dragon <throat> and it's like oh yes here here it comes it it was very especially i mean it doesn't really bother me that the crab thing's over but it was so short-lived and then it's just he just fell for it that quick after it being like on the one hand it's been three or four years on the other hand, he, he dies so quickly because he's fallen into a really obvious trap. So it was just a bit like, eh. It was very cool the way, like, Damon just didn't even say a word. How he would literally rather sacrifice himself and be eaten by crabs than accept any help from Viserys and let him get any yeah. credit. That's hilarious to me. Yeah, That's very, very cool. little brother energy. I, I respect that. But just the actual play-by-play play of how he did it. I was like, this: the crab would never fall for this if he's this smart. The crab. Crab man. Um, yeah. I will say in the book, it just says something, uh, a little excerpt, like it's like, you know, 
Damon then invaded the Stepstones of Top Caraxes and they, they had less numbers or something and then they won loads of battles and he kills Kragar, Dra- Cra- what's Cra- his name? Crabman. Kragus Dragar with, with his sword, Dark Sister. Um, so they've obviously expanded that. Obviously they can for this elaborate ruse. Um, Look, I mean, it's, yeah, the cra- it's, yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? It's like you read you read the books and there's only really one um, house that stand up to the dragons and that's Dawn. Um, it must be difficult to be writing that scene going, right, okay, well, basically, <laughs> and we said it at the end of the last episode where it's like I expected it to just, well, they're just going to turn up with a dragon and just burn everyone. Yeah. But bearing in mind, they're yeah. just standing on a beach somewhere. It's like, fucking hell, this is going to yeah. be a piece of piss. Um, so it makes sense for them to be in the caves and to that to the negate the dragon thing. Um, so I, I have sympathy where it's like, well, how are you supposed to even this up to make it seem like there's any sort of um, peril? Um, but the way in which they go about it is, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it's just yeah. shit, in it? Yep, I mean, I, I just think they build up the crab feeder. They make him far more interesting than he seems in the book, and they give him this grayscale of a thick, a grayscale affliction. And I was like, okay, maybe that's going to play into it somehow. But then, like Damon at the end is carrying out the guy by his hand, and yeah, I was like, he if he has get... got grayscale, don't fucking touch him, man. Yeah, don't fucking touch him. Also, what like, what Jesus happened to Christ. his hair? <laughs> Why was it? Was it just blood? Get off of him. Because we thought maybe he'd been burnt or something had happened to his head, uh, Damon, because it looked like his hair was all not blonde. Yeah, it's... And looked he, sin- he was, looked it's a blood. bit singed. I think it's blood. Why is it going all on Crab his head? Just blood. They just... Crab blood. Mm. Well, I, I think it was fire and blood. Well, yeah. we'll never know. We didn't see it. <laughs> Good point. Off screen. Imagine if that... Well, imagine they said that. He comes out of the yeah. sky. Yeah! <laughs> uh, have a look at your hair, mate. It looks like you've got a bit of fire and blood, blood on there. And yeah, was like, I mean, yeah, that's quite good. Lainor, a top sea smoker, I, I was a bit like underwhelmed. Like we talked I didn't about even know he had a dragon, a so cut. I was like, who's that? Yeah. Who's that now? Yeah, he has one. Yeah. Uh, are, yeah. Sea smoke are, yeah. <laughs> uh, is a cool dragon, like we said. But like, yeah, he was a bit bizarre. And obviously, look out for Lainor in future episodes because that is the one that Rhaenyra was suggested to marry. That's a good idea, um, I think. So I think I, I get, I'm down with that. Very I good get idea. That. Mm-hmm. Politically, yeah, idea. Mm. and they're I mean. similar ages. It just seems like, yeah, seems all right. I'll sign mm. off on yeah, it. Well, they might not want to. Yeah, well, they might not want to. True. Du- duty comes first. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna say I hope this isn't this isn't I think I hope this is a one off like type of battle scene and that this season is gonna do them better because it if if so then like it is it is quite a cool scene in isolation, like you know, just just the thought of Damon being a cool little solo renegade. That's fine, that that's not a problem. But it's just that it's the first kind of proper battle that we've seen, um, and it was and it was underwhelming. And and I mean, I think we've we've touched on it, but just the decision to not show him killing the crab feeder is weird. And uh, why? Like why? Why don't? Why haven't we seen that? It's it's just bizarre. And and if you're not going to see it, then don't 
don't set him up as this creepy bad guy like that we that we want to see uh meet with an untimely end like don't do that mm. yeah well no, I agree. you are right gareth you are right and uh, and i hope uh look i don't think it's awful but i, I think it's a bizarre choice and, and and we'll see how they deal with these situations uh, later on in the season but i think we've 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 rambled enough about the plot let's move on as is our duty to our feedback section um you can write into us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes. You can also comment on social media or, uh, you know, whatnot, anything like that. Just get in touch with us any way you fancy. <laughs> uh, once again, all the links in the show notes. Uh, we've had some nice feedback this week because obviously we had a, we, we, we posted quite a, you know, antagonistic email last week. Had a few comments of support like this one from Terry. He said, as always, thoroughly enjoying your take in all on all things in the GRIM world so that's nice <laughs> we've also had a nice email from uh, Tim uh, Tim Pickerel who has said this uh, love your show uh, my favourite part of the Rogue Prince is how Otto Hightower Hand of the King for Viserys Targaryen is so stupid that he lives in King's Landing where they have dragon pits dragon eggs supposedly nine dragons but is somehow surprised when he goes to a place called Dragonstone uh, to swing his dick at uh, Dragon Prince, who is a dragon rider and is confronted by a dragon. Uh, real genius this guy is when it comes to anything other than getting King Scabby McOpen Sores to open his maggot hands <gasps> on his daughter. Hey, Gross. don't be so rude about this, Sarah. <laughs> um, he also yeah. says, uh, much love from the States. Uh, Tim has uh, a podcast called Watchers on the Couch Podcast. Uh, so please do check that out. That's Watchers on the Couch Podcast. Uh, but he also said, and I thought this was very good, fuck that Joe Coward guy who wrote in last episode. As Bron <laughs> would say, there's no cure for being a cunt. I, for one, would be elated. I've never said to that. S- <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, would be elated to see you all in hell because you are hilarious. Oh. So that is a very uh, nice email from Tim. So thank you very much, Tim. And thank you for the support. And uh, yeah, Joe, fuck off, basically. Yeah. Sick yeah. Didn't, didn't, yeah we I don't know. Ma- didn't we maybe I'm rallying. Maybe I'm rallying behind opinion. Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm if Joe... If Joe was in a lineup, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thanks for that, Tim. We also have an email. Uh, we're running out of time. We've run very long this episode, but we've got an email from Vicky who says, Hey guys, loving the show. Just a thought on the title sequence. What are the icons all about? I saw a few um, mm. things that said it linked to characters Rhaenyra's necklace, the crown for Viserys, etc. So in a way, is the blood flowing to them like a family tree? Just a really obscure one. What do you think? That is a good shout. Because um, I was wondering that mm. when I was watching it. Because obviously in Game of Thrones, it's sort of the different castles, etc. And I was like, what does this even mean? Mm. This is quite underwhelming. Yeah, I mean... But her idea, that's a good idea. Every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I genuinely think my idea of family tree would be way better. Mm. Really would. I she do, said family I tree. I do think it is. Yeah, it no, is kind of family tree. It's a ship. Yeah, it's a ship version of one. I think. I think it's a ship version of one because it's so obscure and it's like we've we know the content to an extent and and the histories and, and stuff like that. And then we're 
still like fumbling around going oh what's that icon mean you know it just needs to be a bit more explicit for the casual <laughs> viewer i think um and i i get the idea of the the Targary- targaryen blood spreading since the conquest of uh westeros I, I like that i like the idea of that uh but then to put it within valyria is a bit baffling to me because it's kind of like the only way we know that this is valyria is because if, obviously if you've read books you'll be like oh maybe that's valyria or you see that model but otherwise you'd be like you you'd want it in westeros the whole point is their blood uh since they came over from dragonstone and that like we talked about diluting so i think the title sequence is very muddled i i i I just completely underwhelmed by it yeah what if they had like the different dragons as well because like yes with their personality type listed Mm. underneath Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, likes, they might get added dislikes. in as as things change. <laughs> Skittleish. You never know. Maybe, but it's like if you, you know, if you have no law, and you watch that last episode, you just be like, who the fuck's who's he riding there? Some people probably thought that Lainor was riding fucking Caraxes. To be honest, it was going so quickly. I know yeah, Caraxes I, is, I didn't. I, can, I didn't. Can I tell you? Hundred percent. Because I. I've fallen into the habit of having subtitles on everything all the time. Yeah, me too. That's that's the only reason I knew like who the dragon was because it said "Sea Smoke Roars." And I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, did it actually?" <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> does. yeah, it does. It does. Oh, fair. Yeah. So the deaf community are way ahead of everyone else. One hundred percent. They get all the that's insight. All yeah, the insight. yeah good. that's true. Very good. Um, and that brings this episode uh, and this small council to a close for another week. Uh, it has been a long. Um, and arduous journey to get to where we are but we have reviewed the episode uh, we've given you our lovely feedback you've given us your feedback and thank you so much for that it has been uh, <laughs> a, a tricky episode a tricky episode to cover a weird a weird paced episode uh, one that I think we all hope the show sort of doesn't need to bounce back from but I think it needs to so I, I do think we need an episode to really fucking up the game I think it they're trying. On now, doesn't it? it to... Yeah, I think they're trying. Like John, but like John said, and we've talked about, they haven't necessarily. Uh, there's no twists yet. There's nothing that's surprising us. Even it, it, it just needs that moment. That's it's it's it, there's something there. It's very good, but it just needs that spark to elevate it. And of course, that could happen. Traditionally, I will say, and we all know this, it usually happens on episode nine. There's that moment, the moment of the season is always episode nine, right? So let's see. How, Can't wait that long, that though, unfolds, can we, really? But, well, we can, Lucy. We can't. You know, we, it's still getting Just fours, like, guys. Yeah, from well, me and you. Free from yeah. us, too. And I reckon Lucy might change her mind afterwards as well. Um, the lady. Episode nine, time. just Sea uh, Smoke, just his head there. Sir Ilin Payne's come out of nowhere, so he's not even been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> Off of Sea Smoke's head. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Subtitles. Yeah. And Lainor, Lainor cl- clinging onto a statue as he sees it. Uh, Lainor clinging crowd. onto uh, Caraxis. Caraxis is like, <laughs> don't look, <Weeping>. boy. <laughs> yeah, don't look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on that note, uh, we'll catch you uh, next week for a hot take and then another deep dive. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye bye.
goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.